the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGPN to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, here to take you through another little bite-sized section of MLB playoff action. Uh, we've been coming to you just about every day when there's been games on uh, guests galore and, more importantly, winners galore. Uh, joining me tonight, as always, my esteemed co-host, uh, he has some corn just here tonight uh, from Houston, <laughs> Texas. It's Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, how are you? I thought I did this morning, but I guess not. Maybe uh, maybe I didn't put any hairspray or gel into this morning. But yeah, it's too early to do that. Yeah, I'm doing well, man. How are you? It was, uh, I don't know about how I'm feeling after last night, but uh, it was, uh, it was it's, it's fun baseball, right? It's MLB uh, playoffs, obviously a lot of fun. But um, yeah, man, we're just grinding it through. We're here every day and trying to get out some picks. Um, you know, just handicapping this game closer and closer to finding out who gets to the World Series. I think we'll have our answer probably by Sunday. So definitely excited for that. Um, you are in a happier mood this morning. Um, you were telling me offline, <laughs> even when yeah, you're we... not smiling, I see you ear from ear. You are, you have the biggest uh, smile on your I, um, face. Look, yeah. The, on? This is about as happy as you'll ever see me. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the, the ongoing saga of Newcastle United. Uh, we sacked our manager today, um, which I have never been as delighted as I am. But I was, I was saying to Moonaf just before we came on here that he really he released a statement saying that he feels he was hard done by because from day one, everybody was calling him a tactically inept cabbage head. <laughs> it just really tickled me. It just seems like an odd thing for a grown man to say, to pre- even if you're aware of it, um, just don't say it because that's going to make us say it more. Now there'll be... Uh, all sorts of T-shirts and merch with tactically inept cabbage head written on it. Uh, so, yeah, that's put, that's put me in a great mood. Um, as you say, Moonaf, it was uh, it was a bit of a roller coaster last night. Uh, first of all, it was great sport. Uh, it was great drama, um, whether or not yeah. uh, your team came down on the on mm-hmm. the wrong side or the right side of it. Um, what we're going to do tonight is just have a little, uh, a little uh, reprise of what happened last night in those two games. Um, a little bit of gossip about some Yankees news, and then we'll get into the two games tonight. We've got the uh, game four of the NLCS and game five of the ALCS. Um, but before we get into the uh, the playoffs, Moon, I've just aligned on the Yankees. Um, they've extended Aaron Boone. Uh, however, your line says extend Aaron Boone, lol. <laughs> yeah, I think we were talking about this, Malcolm, when they especially got you know, eliminated from by the Red Sox, or even throughout the season, we were talking about how I think it was time for the Yankees to start going in a different direction. I, you know, can we say it was partially the players that they have on the field, or is it Aaron Boone's tactics of the way he manages, or whatever the case might be? But um, I think most Yankee fans are not happy about Aaron Boone returning. Um, 
you know, it, I think they did give him a two or three year deal, uh, an extension, but I think that, you know, this is going to be a critical offseason for them. You know, if we kind of take a look at what their roster is overall, uh, they brought in a lot more sluggers during the trade deadline, like Anthony Rizzo, Joey Gallo that we had talked about. And then their pitching, they really didn't do anything. I mean, they tried to pick up, they picked up Corey Kluber at the beginning of the season, but, you know, he had that, I think that one game where he had a no hitter, I believe. And then, after that, they shelled him or shelved him for about four to five weeks because he used all of his juice. But I think for the Yankees, at least, and you know, we don't have to talk a lot about it. We'll get into a lot of the teams in the offseason. Um, I think it's time for them to, you know, number one, find pitching uh, that's going to complement Garrett Cole, their ace. And I think they get Severino back. You know, he was there in the playoffs. I believe he did pitch against the uh, Red Sox in their wildcard game. But I think they need to get uh, solidify their pitching, and I think they need to go out and get guys that can hit for average and and make sure defensively they are a lot better. Uh, depending on where they do with Galeber Torres, whether it's putting him at second base or or you know where he excels defensively, I think that's step one. Joey Gallo, I think, is interesting on what they want to do with it with him. I mean, great first baseman or defensive first baseman, but the batting, you know, he led the league in the in most strikeouts this season. So uh, I thought it was just worth mentioning that, you know, with the popularity that the Yankees are in the fans, and I'm sure we have a lot of listeners that are Yankee fans, um, mixed, mixed opinions, mixed uh, feelings about the extension, but uh, I think a very critical offseason for the Yankees. Yeah, it's an odd one, the extension, because they do... They need to change, and I think they need to change maybe philosophy as well as yeah. as well as the players. They do need some glue guys. They need some pitching. They need the players they've got to uh, to step up as well. Garrett Cole wasn't great this year for maybe two or three different reasons, um, but the genuine reason or reasons uh, were I don't know. Um, but yeah, they, they certainly need to step it up a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, last night's playoff bets, Moonaf. We had uh, we had Minty on. Um, we will start uh, with the Braves and the Dodgers. Braves five, Dodgers six. Both of these games had pivotal uh, moments in them with uh, with regards to umpires' calls. I've had to catch up on a lot of this during the day. Um, so yeah, Braves five, Dodgers six. Um, how did uh, how did our picks go? I think we were we we, we kind of the, the picks we had lent more towards the uh, the Red Sox game, but I know yourself and Minty. Um, both had uh, picked the Dodgers without necessarily wanting to, to pick the, the minus 170. Yeah, it's tough, right? Especially, I mean, I, I knew that they were going to, well, I can't say I knew that they were going to win because nobody knows anything. Like the Kunsig says, nobody knows shit. But, nobody knows shit. Um, you know, I think it was a opportunity for the Dodgers to come out and play well. They got down early. Uh, actually, they got out to a two nothing lead in the first thing. I think it was Corey Seager to run home run, but then you know Walker Bueller got into a little trouble. I believe it was a third or fourth inning. Um, it was again a miscalled third strike that changed the complexion of that in- entire inning, and it allowed the uh, Braves to tack on uh, two runs, and then they added two more, and they took a four to two lead. And Malcolm, you know, we, we, we can sit here and talk about how bad umpiring is and we can talk about how bad, I guess, referees are all across all sports. But especially when you get into the playoffs of the MLB, it's, it, it, it's crazy how one missed call can change the entire complexion of a game. And it happened in both of these games last night. 
Um, but you know, long story short, I think you guys still have to give a lot of credit to the Dodgers for the way they fought back. Cody Bellinger, who had an atrocious season batting wise, I think he came up at the top of the uh, sorry, the bottom of the eighth uh, to tie the game up with a with a couple runners on, and then I think Mookie Betts, their their best player, I think, in my opinion, not by not being biased there because he's on the Red Sox. I just think he's one of the great players in our game. Got the clutch uh, RBI double to get them over the hump. So I think you got to give a lot the, the the Dodgers a lot of credit for fighting back and uh, not going down three zero because being down three zero versus two to one, it's a completely different conversation. Yeah, it was just a, some absolutely key moments, like you say, that missed strike call, uh, which allowed Jock Pedersen to, to put some runs on the board. Uh, and it's one of those that, that you just know it's going to happen as well. Yeah, uh, you, or you seem to as soon as that call's made. Just like, oh, shit, something terrible is going to happen. Uh, and sure enough, I mean, it's probably magnified and it's probably not too. It probably doesn't happen. Uh, but obviously, when it happens in a situation like that, it just gets absolutely uh, magnified. Cody yeah. Bellinger's home run. I mean, that was a high, a it high was. heater as well. Yeah. It was way out the strike zone. Uh, but he uh, he managed to get on top of it and absolutely launched it out of there. Um, Bellinger, I think, is due for a great season next year. He'll be someone who'll be... Uh, getting a real bump in my um, fantasy rankings. Uh, so if you're getting any any early drafts going, any way to early MLB drafts, then Cody Bellinger uh, is someone I'd be looking to pick up. He's definitely going to outperform uh, his, his season. Um, and I think the, the, the biggest winner, Munaf, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take my victory lap now, was the yes, stolen bases. Yeah. Um, we'd said that the Dodgers were 11 for 11 in the postseason. They were 6 for 6 in this series. And uh, we picked out three um, three players and two of them cashed. Uh, Mookie Betts at plus 875, it was. Um, okay. And Chris Taylor at plus 500. I saw the Mookie Betts one before I went to bed um, and messaged you, uh, punch in the air. Uh, plus 875 was a huge price because the minute he got on base, they were looking for that steal as well. Mm. And not in a way that they were sort of casually approaching it or there might be an opportunity to steal there was a focus um there was a real steely focus on on nicking that bag um from the first base coaching you bet i think it was in the second inning and then uh so obviously i was in profit there and woke up and checked the box score to see that chris taylor had stolen one uh later on in the game as well he was at plus 500 um so when we get to uh, our picks later on um the prices aren't up yet for that yet but it it's an absolutely valid tactic. I don't think the odds will have moved particularly. Uh, the books won't have adjusted very much. Uh, and Betts, Taylor, Trey Turner, and I think Gavin Lux will be another one. Um, they've all been on that stolen base train so far. So uh, another, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Uh, just throw a few a few little half-unit players on those stolen bases tonight. Um, the second game, Moonaf, you, you, you talked me through this one because this was an absolute roller coaster, And again, uh, a blown call by the umpire. Yeah, this was uh this was probably one of the worst umpiring performances or calls I've seen in a very very long time. Uh, Laz Diaz was behind the mound for Game Four of the Red Sox and the Astros game last night, and it started in that first inning. I mean, the Red Sox benefited from a missed called strike that enabled Xander Bogarts to hit a two run home run. Um, Bregman came out in the first inning for the Astros and and needed they needed to score a run in that first inning and they did uh, off the Bregman solo home run but then in the bottom of the first I think uh, uh, Alexander Bogarts came up and hit a two run home run to take or give the Astros sorry the Red Sox a lead 
Uh, but Laz Diaz, man, this guy is it, 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 the the calls that he was making last night about pitches that were hitting the corner that would strikes. He would call balls. There was an instance, I believe it was the fourth inning, where uh, they had one guy on and uh, J.D. Martinez was up to bat, and it was a clear third strike. I mean, it was off the plate. He calls it a uh, strikeout, and then that, uh, you know, those type of calls that we talked about with the Dodgers and the Braves, it changes the complexion of the game. And it happened again in the ninth inning with uh, when they brought in Nathan Navaldi to hopefully throw out shutout inning because the Astros did tie it up eventually in the eighth inning off of the first pitch that Jose Altuve saw in that inning. Uh, he hit a home run over the monster. Um, and then fast forward to the ninth inning, pretty much. I mean, I think there's a missed third call strike again, a backdoor slider by Nathan Avaldi that wasn't called the third strike. And then they always show you the graphic where the pitch is coming, if, it's in the, if it hits the strike zone or not. And this pitch clearly hit the strike zone. And it, it changed again. It changed the entire complexion. That's uh, that ninth inning where the Astros came up, and they hit. They got seven runs last night. If you are a person that bet the over in the game last night, you should probably go out and buy a couple lottery tickets <laughs> because there was no way this game was going to get over. But it did uh, by the Astros scoring seven in the ninth inning. So. Hopefully you see some more consistent umpire play. I mean, you got to give credit for to the Red Sox for the way they battle again. You know, the bats look like they seem to cool off. I think another huge shout out to the Astros bullpen for what they were able to do because the starters have been completely dog shit for them, but the um, but the the bullpen has been really good for the Astros in this series. Um, Malcolm, I know we you know you and I talk about cricket offline. And when they do reviews for LBWs or when they yeah. challenge it, do you think that's something that should be incorporated in baseball? That if if it was a miscalled strike, that the um, or the manager should be able to challenge it, because we always see where they at the, when, if it's if it is a strike, they always show you the replay in the strike zone that the ball hit the strike zone. It's a hard one because it happens a lot, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. I think. Uh... 21 balls and strikes were called incorrectly last night yeah. uh, by that umpire. Now, you could have 21, you couldn't have 21 challenges. I mean, the game is way too long uh, as it is, and they're trying to shorten it up. So um, even if um, it takes a minute or 90 seconds, uh, there's an extra half an hour onto the game. So mm -hmm. um, I don't know. And in, in one challenge or two challenges, it doesn't seem enough um, when you're looking at sort of 21 uh, missed, missed things. You either just have to deal with it um, as part of the game. Like I say, it's sport. It ultimately doesn't bother me because yeah. I don't have a dog in the fight. Um, you would like to get things cor done correctly. Um, the, it works beautifully in the cricket. It works really, really well in the cricket. Um, but again, it, it they, um, they're only allowed, if they lose a challenge, they then can't, it's a bit like the NFL, you can't challenge again. So you then right. get incorrect calls that go unpunished. And you just want people to get it right, I think. Yeah. Um, I know they've been trialling the uh, the robo-umps, mm -hmm. uh, possibly the Atlantic League, maybe, something like that. Yeah. Um, but this was another one. As soon as uh, that uh, that strike for Ivaldi wasn't called, you just knew. You knew that runs were coming straight away. Um, in terms of uh, our bets, like you say, we took Boston in the overs was the general consensus. Yeah. Uh, just following the trends. And I think the overs saved our bacon there. Mm. Um, I took Boston to have more hits, which actually unraveled really late in proceedings. Um, although 
Uh, Boston only managed five hits, so we weren't even particularly close on that one. Um, so, yeah, we saved our bacon on the overs, but that was about it. But over the two games, uh, lot, um, lots of profit, um, especially with those those stolen base props. So we can get back into it tonight. Uh, if you fancy one of those stolen bases, um, get across to WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. If you sign up today, you'll receive a special risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Um, WinBet are live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. All the excitement of the win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. So, Moonaf, uh, games tonight. The early game we'll start with, um, yeah. which is the game f- five mm-hmm. um, of the ALCS. And we've got, let's have a little look. We've got some notes up here. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Astros are at plus 105. The Red Sox are at minus 120. Uh, the total is at 9.5. Uh, we've got Fran Valdez going for Houston. We've got Chris Sale going uh, for Boston. Um, unpack it for us, Moonaf. This is a uh, it's an ugly-looking uh, matchup. I mean, th- yeah. th- this could be anything. Yeah, and it, it's going to be which pitcher, starting pitcher, I think what I'm looking for is which pitcher settles in in through those first two innings because I think Chris Sale has not done that over his past three starts, including the last postseason game. We've talked about that, and he did better um, last uh, his last outing, but it wasn't good enough. And I think this is a game where I think both managers are hoping to get at least four to five innings out of their starters because the starters were, I think especially for the Astros have not been doing well. Uh, you got a great start out of Nick Pavetta last night. I you know, forgot to mention that, that he had a great outing uh, for the Red Sox last night, but this is Chris Sessler to be your ace for the Red Sox. Well, I'll quickly go through the numbers. I don't need to go through the regular season numbers again, because, you know, we've already discussed that, but um, for Ember Valdez here in the postseason, two starts, seven innings pitch, 13 hits, six runs, 7.71 ERA and a whip of 2.43. Um, and you've managed to, you know, you, you said that there's three, he's had three bad starts in a row and he gave up four on runs in two of the four September starts. So, um, I mean, what do you say here, Malcolm? I think that which pitcher do you think is going to come out and pitch well for their team? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Oh, you're on mute. Sorry. Um, yeah. Um, it's absolute guesswork, I think, Munaf. Uh, I would, I would say neither, um, or either, uh, if you wanted to take something uh, along the lines of hits or overs or total runs, or um, you can do that and just have really one pitcher blow up on your behalf, uh, and you could get, uh, you could get that over the line. Um, ride, riding trends unders on the total outs. You've been that's something you've pointed out um, yeah. for about the last seven days. And you're looking at Chris Sale's last regular season start was 2.1 innings pitched. And so far this season, he's gone way under. Um, same with Valdez and the same yeah. with a lot of the pitchers uh, that we named last night. So I, w- I would take that. The, the pick I got to was um, a run in the first inning. Yes, at minus 130. Uh, there's been a lot of early runs. And again, you've got both, you've got both teams playing for you. 
Uh, if you make that pick, so it doesn't really matter which team, uh, which pitcher blows up or doesn't start great. Even a little, a little shake, you start before they settle down. Um, and there's been lots of early runs, so uh, that was the one that I got to. But I just, did that total at nine point five looks um, looks quite small as well, Muna. Yeah, it does. And I think that, you no, know, again, the roulette strategy that we talked about yesterday, again, um, are you going to be the guy? I mean, luckily last night, <clears throat> it, uh, it it cashed, you know, I mean, it was on the way of not cashing, but you got lucky, right? Last night in yeah. the ninth inning. But I, I think kind of going back to this game, I think this is the Red Sox really have to, tra- to treat this game as if it's game seven for them. Because if they lose tonight, the next two games are in Houston. And it's going to be very, very difficult, I think, for them to go into Houston and win both games. So I think that you might see a very tighter shift tonight for the Red Sox. I think I'm leaning towards taking Chris Sale to go under his total outs issue tonight. Yeah. Um, and we saw it last night that even though Chris Pavetta was pitching a fantastic game, uh, he got the hook early. So um, and Chris Sale hasn't been as good as Nick Pavetta has been. So, <clears throat> sorry. So, Again, I'm very interested in which Chris Sale we get because I think that today is the day where the Red Sox need that that guy to be the ace that they traded for when they got him for the White Sox. It's just been really tough for him because I don't know if he's still dealing with, you know, the, the whole coming off of the Tommy John injury or whatever the case might be. But um, I think that you might see Alex Cora empty out the bullpen uh, faster than usual because they do have the day off tomorrow. Yeah. And then they go into Houston over Friday, Saturday um, to uh, continue the series if it gets that far. So um, I'll, I'll go with Chris Sale under uh, total outs issued. And I think, Ralph, I think we got to continue riding this over nine and a half. And I love your pick yeah. of uh, the run in the first inning. Yeah, so there'll be the, the three picks. Yeah, yeah of course, I'm on the over 9.5, a run in the first inning, and under on the Chris Sale outs. Yeah, uh, That seems reasonable to me. Uh, we'll move on, Moon, after Game 4 mm. of the National League Conference Series. Um, we've got um, the Dodgers um, have got Urias pitching. Uh, and the Braves, we think, uh, we're a few hours out, but uh, there's no news as yet. And it looks like a bullpen day, Moon. Um, I've got Max Fried down as going in Game 5. Mm. Um, and I think uh, Fangraft has got this down as a bullpen day. And that's where most of Twitter and stuff are leaning at the moment. Um, so, Arias, uh, three playoff appearances so far. Um, ten innings pitched, nine hits, uh, four earned runs. He's done okay. Um, and against Atlanta, two appearances, uh, two and over the 2.45 ERA, um, eight hits in 11 innings with three earned runs. So, yeah, and Atlanta are batting 205 against him. So, not bad for Arias. Um Braves going with a bullpen day, so you never really know what they're going to throw at them. Um, how do you see this one going? In fact, sorry, Moon, if I'll just uh, I'll get yeah. the prices. I've got I've got the Dodgers here, really short, uh, prohibitively short, almost mm-hmm. at minus one fifty five. Okay, and the Braves are round about plus one ninety, plus one eighty five, kind of odd. So uh, big price. And again, I think yesterday we talked about if you like the Dodgers, just take that serious price because yesterday was at around plus two hundred. And now it's down to minus 115 favoring the Dodgers. So I think that minus 115 is still a great price for you to take. I think that certainly the uh, Dodgers have the capabilities of winning tonight against the Braves. Uh, Julio Rios, again, we've talked about how he's been the most underrated pitcher for the, uh, for the Dodgers. 
He's been really good in the uh, postseason here, Malcolm. I mean, 10 innings pitch, he's given up nine hits, but four and runs, not too bad. I think he's just had that rough outing against the um, uh, against the Braves in one inning. I think it was a relief appearance for him. On uh, Sunday, he gave up uh, three hits, two and runs against the uh, against the Braves there. But I think, you know, him being at home, uh, he hasn't pitched at home in this uh, postseason so far. So if we kind of take a look at his splits, um for the season, he was seven and one, a 3.27 ERA at home this season. Um, and this game is at night 12 and two with a 3.23. So, um, if you're seeing a minus 155 price on the Dodgers, I don't hate that. Um, it's, uh, I think that the uh, Dodgers got the momentum last night in this game. So, I think I'm going to go with the Dodgers money line here tonight to even up this series. Now you see, I'm going to come down the exact opposite, Muna. I think I just think the price is too big on the Braves. These teams have been way closer together uh, than that than the, those prices um, reflect at the moment. The Braves have out hit them in all three games, ten to six, ten to four, and even last night, eleven to ten. I mean, it, it took a it took a three run bomb mm. uh, on a high fastball in the eighth inning last night. Well, that was three nothing in series over. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I think I just think they should be closer together. So if you're asking me. Uh, to take a price, I'd take the, the plus 180 or bigger um, on the Atlanta Braves. Um, as I alluded to earlier on as well, the other thing I'd be looking at is those stolen bases for the Dodgers. Um, yeah. Absolute definite tactic, something they are going to carry on and continue. <clears throat> I don't think the odds will adjust particularly. Uh, and even if they do, um, they're still still big price. Same with bet 875 last night. Even if they nip a point off him, uh, it's a big price. So uh, pizza bets on those stolen bases. But I just couldn't I couldn't get away from the Braves at those odds. Yeah, I think something that we haven't uh, really looked at, Malcolm, uh, throughout this playoffs is the umpiring uh, stats. Um, for whatever reason, I think that's one of the things I did look at during the season, especially where we're handicapping these regular season games on a daily basis. So I, if you want to quickly go through um, the umpire assignments here, I can go ahead and do that and just yeah, do it. some stats. So, um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm still battling a, a bad throat here, but... Um, for the Houston and the Red Sox uh, game, it's going to be Jim Wolf, I believe. That's what I'm seeing. Um, not much on the home road splits there as far as money line bets. He's 15 and 14, uh, favoring the uh, home team by one game. Uh, I think the over glaring part is the um, is the run total here, Malcolm. 18 and 10 to the under, so 64% to oh, the wow, under. Okay. So we might be, I don't know, we might, maybe if we want to pivot off of that now that we have the umpire assignment in front of us. And then we have uh, Matt, yeah, Mark Carlson going for the, uh, behind the plate for the Braves and the Dodgers game tonight. This one's with the, the ones that's surprising, 18 and nine straight up towards the home team. Home teams are averaging 5.1 runs against or sorry, 5.1 runs in games by Mark Carlson. Again, 18 and nine straight up, 14 and 11 to the over. So uh, 56% to the over in those uh, 25 games that he's umpired uh, this season and then 18 and seven towards the home team. So um, I know this is a discussion that we've had in the MLB Slack channel on our SGA, on our SGPN Slack channel. So, uh, you know, just kind of throwing that out there. I think that's information that's kind of important sometimes because, you know, we talk about umpiring and how it was influential last night. Um, something definitely keep in mind. So, uh, you know, you can easily Google that and find the stats about the umpires that are going tonight. 
Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff, Munaf. I do like your, uh, I love your NFL ref report. Uh, it's one of my favourites. Uh, and um, yeah, follow it up with the, with the MLB umpire stats as well. Um, so yeah, picks made then, Munaf. Uh, yeah. Excellent stuff. Uh, we'll be uh, having a look at those games tonight and then what's happening the rest of the week? Where are we? Um, yeah, so the Braves and the Dodgers <clears throat> tomorrow uh, while the Astros and Red Sox have their travel day. Yeah, so we only have uh, after tonight, it'll be one game, I think, over the next two nights. Um, like you mentioned, Malcolm, that it'll be an off day, a travel day for the Astros and the Red Sox uh, tomorrow. And then game five for the Dodgers and the Braves will go off tomorrow. So um, we'll talk about it offline, see what we want to do. But um, I think this is a good opportunity to mention that if you aren't in the Slack channel, we're always discussing picks and things like that in there. So to make sure to get in there if we do not put out a podcast tomorrow. But definitely, I think we'll probably put one out on Friday. But yeah, that's where we kind of are, Malcolm. I think by, I believe by, by the weekend, we'll know who's in the World Series. So we'll have a... Uh, We'll recap everything on Monday, and then we'll have a huge um, World Series uh, preview. Uh, hopefully, I can get get Dave back on and talk. <clears throat> sorry, talk about the World Series, and then we'll go from there. So I'm excited, man. We're we're getting closer and closer. Yeah, echo what you say about the Slack channel. It's a fun space. Uh, there's some real clever people in there, and there's some right characters in there as well. Uh, so yeah, you'll have lots of fun if you get in there. Um, Rate, review, like, thumbs up, five stars, etc. in all the usual places. Uh, SGPN.com, all the information you could possibly want on any sport you could possibly want to know about uh, is all on there as well. Uh, Munaf, you are not a tactically inept cabbage head. Uh, you are a very shrewd <laughs> man. <laughs> um, tonight, uh, we're going to pick some winners. So enjoy the baseball. Uh, enjoy your picks, everybody. Uh, we'll be back in the next 36 hours or so uh, with more MLB playoffs. Um, but thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Moonaf. Uh, and we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Mm-hmm.